so if you're watching this you'll probably notice that there's a bit of chaos in the background if you're not looking at the video and you're just listening on the podcast basically i'm sitting in my back garden it's overgrown don't have the fancy mic you can hear the wind rustling hear it now but i just wanted to use that opportunity um to talk about something that i'm really passionate about and i think there's a real need for it out in society because a lot of people I come across either don't have the tools to navigate the uncertainties of life because irrespective of who you are at some point tragedy will touch your life and how do you navigate through that how do you work it out and they don't teach it at schools a lot of parents don't necessarily know how to impart that knowledge on their kids or people 70% of people globally don't like their jobs like they don't have passion they don't have purpose um, or even connection, you know, falling in love with someone, being vulnerable. Like a lot of the younger generation that I come across is there's a huge fear of commitment. It's as though as soon as they get everything offered on a platter, they find a way to self-sabotage it. And, and when you're presented with someone that, you know, potentially you could fall madly in love with as madly as you can because, you know, love isn't perfect, but... Um, there's real potential and then we get scared and we run now a lot of what I talk about is money and and a lot of the comments around the, the podcast is that's what they come for you see the title says NZ guide to financial freedom so obviously that's what it's going to be about let's talk about money but a lot of what I do and a lot of what I love it has nothing to do with money and money gives you the choice it gives you freedom it's essential you need it and if you understand the basic fundamentals of it you can achieve most things that you want in life the part and the the point of difference that i want to create is i want to help people find purpose how to find fulfillment how to connect more effectively with their partners and how to live their life now not just in retirement like you might be doing a job you hate but if we can structure your finances in such a way you don't have to worry about money and you can make choices because you enjoy it, not for the security of your family, but because it's something you're passionate about. Because we get so focused on trying to help our kids and being like, oh, hey, like I really want to look after you. I really want to make sure you didn't go through what I did and you never feel like you're wanting anything. You've got it all. Whereas the most important legacy we can ever leave our children is showing what it means to be a person of integrity of responsibility the attributes of a good person and then also showing that you're courageous enough to pursue what you love and smart enough to make sure your money's looked after and that's something i'm really thinking hard about and i really feel like i'm onto something around the purpose because a lot of us when i was younger i didn't know what i wanted to do i try and compensate because i didn't feel good enough and i'd go out and just really try to prove to myself and to my family that I was worth something. And I, I used to envy people, like, what's your purpose? Like, how do you have it all worked out? How do you know what degree you're going to do? How do you know, like, what career you pursue? Like, I feel like I'm just going to just, I don't know, I won't work it out. And that's such a common narrative. And I really think the answer to finding your purpose is in your childhood. There's certain things strong emotional themes i call them i'm going to shape this and mold it into a course and include it in our offering but essentially there's emotional themes in your life that you find carry through 
So whether you had a strong emotional event, so just think back in your mind, what's a very powerful, strong emotional event that you can remember that was either negative or positive, and then you find yourself with the theme within that. So it could either be something you've experienced or it could be something your parents showed. So to use me as an example, my parents um, aren't big on emotions. You know, they're very even, you know, they're very loving and good parents and showed me a lot. Uh, but they don't necessarily be vulnerable and expressive. And when I try and talk deep, they don't really like it. They think, oh, go away. Like, why do you want to talk deep? Like, just, it's not worth it. Like, just, you know, they they weren't interested in it. Sometimes they were, and then they have a quota, which is like a lot of people. A lot of people aren't obsessively thinking about what makes people tick, tick like me. So then you think about that. As a young child, I was modeled that, you know, emotional, emotions um, don't express your emotions. And then also when you're trying to be authentic, um, you know, that's not necessarily rewarded and you, you have an obsession with going deep, but they don't reciprocate in that. So there's a sequence to finding your purpose. So first is the emotional themes. Usually it's some sort of trigger or defense mechanism that you've developed to compensate for the strong emotional event or it's certain behaviors that you've modeled. Now, when you become passionate and excited and really engaged and feel like it's your passion or your purpose, is the moments that you're helping a version of yourself in the world. It doesn't have to be, you know, the, the white dude that's fucking 31 that feels a certain way, eats too much Maccas. No, it could be girls, it could be guys, it could be anything. But the undertone is I get immense joy on helping people express their true emotions. I connect better with people that are authentic and I love understanding why they do what they do, the deep conversations that I wasn't really encouraged to have. So if you use that to reflect on your life, certain aspects of your life, the strong emotional events and then how that shaped your reaction to the world. And it's not always easy and you maybe need someone to help guide you. But just use that as a hypothesis because the more and more people I talk about that is so common. It's, it's just crazy how there's this aha moment where it all links back to the compensation that you've created as a child and your desire to rip, fix that within yourself by helping others in the world. Essentially, you're helping the childlike version that you see in the eyes of others. That's not to say that they need to be younger. That's not saying you're better or worse. It just means you're really alive when you do it. And there's a crossover between that and talent because effectively talent is really just repetition with focused effort. Now me, I'm obsessively thinking about, oh, is this person genuine? What are the underlying emotions? What's really driving them to do what they do? How am I impacting others? So I'm just obsessively doing these repetitions, these 10,000 hours over and over and over. So you generally have a bit of a talent in that field. Now that's not easy to be like, hey, I can find a job from this. Because that's what we would do. We'd be like, okay, I got a job. I'm gonna do that job. Instead of thinking, what are my passions? And where are they in different opportunities? Doesn't always have to be a job, can be a business. But mainly looking at it as opportunity as opposed to solidified, tangible direction. Just thinking, oh, I see a bit of desire to help people there or expression of emotion here or authenticity in this opportunity and then when you assess the opportunities comes through the framework 
which is your values. So if my values are taking responsibility, authenticity, and empathy, so empathy for yourself and others, it's important to show empathy for yourself. I find I don't show myself a lot of respect or love and I let people sort of take advantage of that or, or don't feel as though my um, self-worth or my opinion is justified to be shared. Like if someone asks me, what do you want to eat? I'll say, oh, wherever you want to eat. So those are my core values. And they'll evolve and they'll change and you think about and develop them. But if I use that a framework to assess certain opportunities, so you're like, okay, I like the emotion part. Okay, I like the authenticity part. I like talking deep. I'm going to apply for this company. I'm going to be a part of this role. And then you look at that role. You're like, okay, is there responsibility in that role? Is there empathy in that role? And are they authentic? And that acts as a framework to assess certain opportunities. And then the next piece of that becomes, okay, where is the opportunity and how can we attack the opportunity without limiting, like without the experience? You know, you might not feel ready because often when you're pursuing your passion, something that you put off your whole life, like I say, 70% of people don't actually like their job and they put it off. There must be something that's stopping them, which is an emotion, the resistance to change, the concept of homeostasis where your body likes to maintain the status quo. So any change, um, the rate of change is equal to the rate of resistance. So if you make a drastic change, either the social groups that you're in either have to react or uh, reject themselves or or maybe you know you, you quit alcohol and then suddenly you've got these strong emotions coming up that were repressed by the alcohol and now the rate of resistance is equal to the rate of change. So just be mindful that will happen. But the thing about assessing opportunities, don't limit yourself to degrees. Don't limit yourself to your CV and your experience. That at, the, at its core, business owners make their decisions based on relationships. And they want you to have the ability to do the job, but if you connect with them through the relationship instead of through the CV, you're having your attributes shine through. You're showing your competency through repetition. They'll see that you have a passion. They'll see that you know what you're doing. Just needs to refine it. As opposed to you give them your CV, they see you've got no experience, they have no connection to you, so they reject you. So just use that framework to assess one potential passions and joys and, and treating it like a child, like playing around in these different fields and industries and just dabbling and, and just going here and there and learning and then making sure your money's set up and it's invested and you got the insurance as protection and you got your KiwiSaver all rigged up. Have all that going on in the background so while you're playing, your future is still being looked after. And then just be mindful when you're assessing certain opportunities, you use the framework of your values, what your non-negotiables are, what you accept and not accept, and then approach them in a way that other people aren't. Be better than the last. Assess how people do it do it in a smarter more conscious way where your strength is being exposed first and then from there you're going to have a better opportunity um, to achieve a job you not, might not feel like you deserve or pursue a business that you don't necessarily think you had the talent or skill to do but you'll find when you start talking with people about your passion and what you're knowledgeable and you might be timid you might be fearful of being vulnerable but you'll start to realize the massive impact you can have on people's lives and that you have this talent that you didn't even know that you're replicating over and over and over again 
and then they see value through that. And if you're going to do a business, the best thing is if you're creating content, there's no cost you're using TikTok, LinkedIn, Instagram Reels and podcasts. And what you're actually doing is your credibility is the content that you create. People will reach out to me, not because I got the psychology degree, not because I'm necessarily a financial planner, not because you know how many funds we got under management or whether I'm successful or not. It's whether what I say has an impact and has a meaningful contribution to their life and it makes sense. So for all those of you not sure where to go, use that framework as an opportunity to start. I'm going to start developing and sharpening this up and, and looking at what our, what our offering truly is and tailoring it more to the strengths and the things that I've enjoyed because I feel like I'm doing a disservice to New Zealanders and even people around the world because this content could be evergreen content. It could be forever content that's applicable across nations and across cultures. Um, so yes, I feel sick. I probably have COVID. Uh, but it gives me a time to have quiet contemplation. So I appreciate everything that you guys have done by listening to the podcast, supporting it, promoting it. Um, all the people listening on TikTok, YouTube. Um, without you, I wouldn't be able to do this. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you.